and good morning, Church Online family. Today is a special day for us. This week, we are celebrating five years as a church. We are praising God because we know that this only happened because of Him. And we believe God is doing a great work in and through our church and that He will continue to do so using our lives to call people home. Last weekend, my family and I flew to San Diego for my brother's wedding. Both Janelle and I grew up in San Diego. You probably have heard that before. All our kids were born there too. Some may call it our home. In fact, when we go back and we see family and friends, many of them greet us with welcome home. And there are plenty of things that I love about San Diego. The weather is great. The Mexican food is amazing. And I love seeing my family and friends. But honestly, I cringe when people refer to San Diego as my home. I mean, I understand what they mean, but I don't personally consider San Diego my home. I don't think home is automatically the place where you grow up. Home is the place where you belong. Six years ago, when my family moved from San Diego to Glastonbury, both Janelle and I felt like we were finally home. And many hear this and think we're crazy. I mean, how is it possible to to elevate the little town of Glastonbury over sunny San Diego? And there are many ways that I could answer that, but the simplest way to explain it is that we feel like we belong here. We love the seasons over the sunshine. We love the small town over the big city. And we prefer New England culture over Southern California. In almost every way, we feel like God created us to live here. It just took us 30 plus years to find our home. And if I could define home, I define it this way. Home isn't a place where you grow up. It's a place where you belong. Home is where you are fully alive based on how God created you. And Glastonbury is the place for us. Now, that doesn't mean it's home for everyone else. In fact, my definition makes God the operative word. Not location, not feelings, not circumstance. Home is where you experience the presence and purpose of God. The Israelites understood this. In Psalm 122, verse 1, it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And the sense is, they are saying, I was glad when I got invited home because that is where God is. And today in our Finding Life in the Psalm series and on our fifth anniversary, I'd like to focus on this verse because I think it'll help us understand what God has done for the past five years and what he's calling us to do in the future. Psalm 122 belongs to a group of psalms called the Songs of Ascents. It's something I introduced last week, and these are the songs that the Jewish people sung as they traveled up to Jerusalem. And as they were physically going up, these songs lifted up 
their hearts and minds to the Lord. They spiritually prepared them to come home to God. Though most Israelites lived outside of Jerusalem, they all saw Jerusalem as home because that's where God's presence lived. And this wasn't simply nostalgia, like a happy feeling of arriving at Disney World. Rather, this was a deep, soul-level experience of home as they arrived in Jerusalem. It was something different than anything else in the world. Now, to properly understand why this was and is different, we need to go back to the beginning of time. Now, in the beginning, when God created everything, God created us, God created humans, God created Adam and Eve to be with him. Our home was with God. But then something happened. The Bible says, and they, that is Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, two things to notice. Number one, the fact that the Lord God was walking in the garden wasn't weird. It wasn't out of place. It was normal. At that time, humans were at home with God. But number two, what was out of place was Adam and Eve hiding from his presence. Additionally, the Hebrew phrase cool of the day can actually refer to a storm. There was a disruption in the environment that created fear in the man and his wife, so much so that they hid. And the disruption was that Adam and Eve had just sinned. They willingly disobeyed God. They chose to separate themselves from God's presence and purpose. If you will, they decided to leave home. And the rebellion in their hearts has been passed down to all of us, leaving all of us with a sense of homelessness. Romans 5 says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. This death applies to physical death, which is why we all die, but it also applies to spiritual death. It refers to being separated. All of us are separated from God because of our sin. It means being separated from the presence of God, the place that was intended to be our home. And it's why our souls, even today, still feel homeless. Even when the circumstances or the physical locations of our lives are familiar. The sin that made Adam homeless is still with us today. Now, if you're wondering, what, what is this spiritual homelessness? What, what, what is that feeling? What is that like? Well, have you ever thought, why do I exist? Or where do I belong? What's my purpose in life? Or maybe you've asked, is there more to this life than this? That's the homeless feeling. It's that soul level, sinking feeling of disconnect that drives us to ask those kind of questions. It's our heart 
telling us that we are separated from God's presence and purpose, that we are homeless. Thankfully, God loves us too much to leave us homeless. And from the beginning, he took steps to bring us home. To start, we see this in men like Enoch, who walked in close fellowship with God. Then, one day, he disappeared because God took him. Now, where did he go? Well, he went home. And we see it in Noah, whose family God saved from the flood. Why? Because Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah chose to make his home with God. By the way, I, I want to make sure we don't see these stories as God selecting just a few special people to come home. That is not the case. If anything, these stories don't tell us that God limited who could come home. Rather, they highlight how many people did not want to come home. In fact, 2 Peter chapter 2 says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, which means God was likely using him, using Noah to invite people home, to get right with God, to get on the boat. Yet, because of their sin, people loved darkness more than light. They chose separation. Nevertheless, God continued to invite people home. Afterwards, he invited a man named Abraham, and he told him, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. God's plan was that through Abraham, a nation of people, the Israelites, would begin to experience life as God intended it to be. They would live in the presence of God. They would come home. And we clearly see this when God sends Moses to rescue the Israelites from Egypt. And then he tells Moses, have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. Do you see that? It says, that I may live among them. God wants people to be at home with him because that's where we belong. And in Psalm 122, that is why the Israelites, as they're traveling to Jerusalem, the city of God, that's why they're singing, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because in the truest sense, they were coming home. But again, God isn't content with a select group of people coming home. Actually, Israel and what God was doing through them was part of a bigger plan to bring the entire world home. Because from the beginning, God wanted every tribe, every nation, every tongue to live with him. He created them all, and in his perfect timing, he's working out a plan to bring them home. How do I know that? Well, look at what God's word says. Acts 17. From one man, God created all the nations throughout the whole earth. 
he decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. In his perfect ways, God's calling everyone home, and he set it up so that people could find that way home. And though it's taken thousands of years, know that the Lord isn't being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God wants everyone to come home. And this was always the plan. Even back when God called Abraham home, look at what else he promises in verse 3 of chapter 12. It says, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now look at that phrase, that last phrase. Do you know what it means when God says, in you all of the families of the earth shall be blessed? It means God's plan was through Abraham to make a way home for everyone. And that way is Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promised way home. The Apostle Paul, who was a follower of Jesus and an expert on the promises of God, he wrote to the Galatians and said this, What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles or the whole earth right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. From the beginning, God promised he had a plan to bring everybody home. And that plan started with Abraham, but it was finished in Jesus. John chapter 1 says, But to all who did receive him, all who did uh, uh, believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. In the original language, the phrase, gave the right to become children of God, refers to making clear the path. Jesus took away every obstacle that stood in front of us, every obstacle blocking the road, and made a way home. And that's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And how exactly did Jesus make a way? Well, he made a way on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he died as the substitute for our sins. He died the death that we deserved. He experienced the separation from God that was in our place. Because Matthew 27 says, On the cross, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are we separated? And by his perfect blood, he personally paid the price so that we could come home. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, that they would be able to come home. And 
for the past five years that has been happening here at the River Church. We are a place where people can find their way home. We are a people that are inviting others to live in the presence of God and according to his purposes. That's the heart of our vision statement, which says we are building communities who love Jesus and bring joy to others. To build communities who love Jesus is to call people home. And to bring joy to others is to help people live out their God-given purpose in his presence. Because the scriptures tell us in God's presence is the fullness of joy. And so that's what's going on here on Sunday, whether in person or online or throughout the week. We aren't just forming a Christian club. We aren't a bunch of people following religious rules. We aren't doing good deeds so that we can earn our way to heaven. No, we are inviting people home. We are preaching the gospel. Second Corinthians says, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. He was making a way home, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, come back home. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ, so that we could come home. Jesus told his followers, Jesus told the church to go into the world and preach the gospel. And the gospel, the good news, is that today, because of Jesus, you can come home. And church, let me just say this. When we do this right, with the love of God, with the truth of his word, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, this will be the response of the community that we're preaching to. They are going to say, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I believe that's been happening for the past five years. And my prayer is that it will continue to happen another 500 years, although I hope that Jesus comes, at, comes back before then. And so as we celebrate five years, uh, if you call the River Church your home church, remember what we're talking about right now. This is our message. We invite people home to God. And so how can we do this moving forward? Well, answer these three questions. Number one, do you know the way home? Because guess what? You can't lead people home if you don't live there yourself. And so what is your relationship with Jesus like? Because God has called us to be a church that loves and lives with Jesus. Second question, do you know homeless people? If your mission is to invite people home, you need to have relationships with or be in places where homeless people are at. You can't just hide at your house or inside the church. You got to have real relationships. You got to have friendships with people who don't know Jesus. Remember, Jesus was known as the friend of sinners. And that's the kind of community we're building here in Glastonbury. Final question, number three. Do you invite people home? 
of the people that you do know, do you tell them about Jesus? Do you invite them to church? Do you invite them home? Because if you belong to the River Church, the River Church is a people who invite others into God's presence so that they can find joy. And so as we close, I understand that there may be some people who are listening right now whose experience of home isn't good. Like the word home isn't connected with beauty and peace and safety. And I get that. I grew up in a broken home myself. But let me assure you that God's home ain't broken. Which reminds me of something else we should keep in mind. 2 Corinthians says, For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. The Bible tells us two things. Number one, we will spend eternity somewhere, either separated from God because of our sin or at home with him because of Jesus. But number two, this world and our homes here, the the things that we can see, it's all temporary. So don't put too much stock in this world, in them, because one day all of this is going to pass away. Instead, by faith, focus on your eternal home. Because everything that your heart truly desires is found in the presence and with the purpose of God. And someday, those who invest in the kingdom of God, those who seek first his kingdom, will go home. And it'll look like this, Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place, the home of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. That is our future home. And it's a place that we get to invite people to. My friends, we should be excited about this mission. Be excited if you're a part of this church because God is giving us the privilege of inviting people home on his behalf. We get to invite people into that. Let's be excited. God is doing something awesome. And for those of you who are listening right now who maybe have not come home yourself, let me personally invite you today to come home to Jesus. Because home is where life happens. Let's pray. Father, we thank you because of Jesus we can come home. Our sin separated us from you, but by faith in Jesus the way home is clear. Therefore, I pray that everyone who hears my voice by the power of the Holy Spirit would take a step towards home today, and that we wouldn't arrive at home alone, but we would bring our family and our friends with us. May we be a church that makes your house crowded. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hey, thanks for joining us for Church Online. If this was your first time, thanks for joining us. And may I ask you, would you fill out a Connect card? We would love to say hi to you and send you a gift. Also, if you have any prayer requests, would like to know more about the River Church, or if you decided to follow Jesus today, if you decided to come home today, we want to hear from you. And there is an easy way to do that on our website, riverchurchct.com, or you can text the keyword TRC Connect to 94,000. Thank you for joining us for this special day. We love you guys. God bless you. Have a great day.